Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things motocentric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Welcome in, everybody, to the one and only RockyMountainATVMC.com. Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by FXR Racing and REP Suspension. Thank you for joining me this week on this episode, and thank you for subscribing to the show. We appreciate it. RockyMountainATVMC.com is the one and only stop to get stuff for your dirt bike, dual sport bike, ATV, quad, UTV, spiders or slingshots that's right they have it all over at rocky mountain click on the rocky mountain atvmc banner at keyforinktesting.com and that gives us a slice of what you're purchasing and we thank you for doing that it does help us out so gracias very much for doing that for us and the code is kkmx35 over at fxrracing.com you want to save yourself 35%. And if you're a lady, I got a better code. You know what to do. Chris at KieferInkTesting.com. And tell me that you ride and you're a lady and you love FXR and you want to try it or whatever. And I'll get you a better code for you out there. And don't forget, 24 line is out. Helium. Revo line is my favorites. Uh, I have two gentlemen that wear FXR in the house right now. Greg, how are you? Very well. How are you, sir? Uh, you wore the Helium today. Do you like it? Yes, I love it. Edward? Hello. Hi. How are you? Um, Eddie Larratt, Greg Loop. Uh, what did you wear today? What, what effects are uh, Podium. Podium. Oh, you like podium? Yeah. It's a more comfort. Okay. Fit. A little like, looser for yeah, the... Yeah, a little looser. For the big thighs? Yeah, not, well, it's just the hot days. Okay. I like the little looser fit every once in a while. FXRRacing.com. Check it out. Use that code to save some money. And uh, we rode a bike with REP suspension today. We'll talk about that in the show. Mark and the gang will uh, do great work on any bike you have. But if you are a KTM Husqvarna gas gas owner, they really nail it on those settings. So uh, you might want to go visit them and use the code KKREP to save yourself 100 bucks off of a revalve. You could put that 100 bucks towards some dinner for your wife or your chick. So they stop barking at you for spending so much money on suspension. Um, that's just an option. Throwing it out there for you guys. But, yeah, go try them out, repsuspension.com. Use that code. Tell them I sent you. And uh, any questions, as always, email me. Uh, 2023 sponsors here. Power Motorsports, our buddy Dave Martinez, Fireman Dave, just bought a new 2024 YZ450F from Power on a badass deal that we hooked him up with. And you can get that badass deal. So go visit those guys and ask for David or dsib at poweryamaha.com. Tell me you're a Kiefer tested listener and get that special discount uh, that only you guys can get if you listen to the show. Works Connection, Lit Pro, Blood Lubricants, 6D Helmets, Kiefer 23 to save over at 6D's website. You're an old guy like Greg, 60 years old. You want to go race? International Vet Motocross Association. They love it. They need it. They want it. OldtimersMX.com. Go race with your homies. And don't look like an asshole like Greg looks at me right now and I'm reading this uh, whole thing. So uh, go ride with your homeboys and uh, have some fun. <laughs> Dunlop Motorsports Pro Taper. We had some Pro Tapers on the bikes today. 
uh, great Evo bends, and our boy Gypsy rode with us, and he knows about four millimeters. We'll talk about that. Screenprintingdone.com. Decal works. I like the graphics that are on my bike. Eddie can suck it. I think they look good. <laughs> and Decal Works did a great job. Alpine Stars, best boots out there. Greg, Grace, love them. Thank you. Oakley, best goggle made. Greg, yes. Thank you. Absolutely. Polysport Plastics, go visit those guys on Rocky Mountain if you want to get some plastics. And <laughs> ETS Racing Fuels, you know what the rock is cooking. Yes, you do. ETS MX18. Uh, I'm working on a code for you guys. Um, I'm just waiting on ETS to give me a code. It's I'm waiting. Kyle, hopefully he listens to the show. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. But love to have a code for my guys, so hit me up. Well, you code. do have a habit of pushing people away. I do. Is Heather still around? Yeah. What does that mean? Well, you're drinking a Twisted Tea. Oh, right I was now. just getting a So, my guys, we, so just so we're all transparent here, we just got out of the van from Cahia Creek Motocross. This show is all about 350 versus 450, 2024 KTM models. Um. Eddie just Eddie just wants to get out of the van. Well, it's bumper to bumper. My yeah. God. Yeah, it sucked. It sucked bad. Today so, was a very, very, very long day. Yeah. So just for so you guys know, Cahia Creek is normally an hour and a half, hour 45. It was three hours to get there today because Southern California sucks balls. Yep. And people can't drive on the freeway for whatever reason. And if you're a motorcyclist and you're splitting lanes, don't split lanes at 50 mile an hour. Dude, you're going to die. Yeah, have your will in place if you, yeah, you exactly. want to keep doing it. Unless you want to, yeah. then go ahead. But no one sees you. So anyway, we did our 350 versus 450, come home, traffic sucked again, two and a half hours, and now we're here in the studio. Yeah, My yes. guys are chipper. Eddie needed a fucking drink, <laughs> so he's drinking a Twisted Tea. I'm surprised you don't have one, Greg. Uh, I have hydration. It's okay. called H2O. I'm a simple man. H2O. H2O. <laughs> it's H2O. Uh. Gatorade. 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 No, it's too old. So these gentlemen and me and the lovely Gypsy Tales, if you know who Gypsy Tales is, you might listen to his podcast. Um, Jace, he actually is a big uh, fan of 350s, but I thought, "Ah, let's get his opinion. So us four rode my modified 350F and my modified 450F. And when we talk about modified, you can look at racerxonline.com. Later this week, there'll be a whole video breakdown of this whole thing, but I know you guys sometimes don't have 25, 30 minutes to kill to watch a video, so you listen as you're driving, so here we are. Um, Things that we've done to these bikes, just before we get started with the gentleman here. Vortex ECU, mapped by Chad at XPR. Um, Went over some maps. He dynoed the bikes, and we got a setting that I like. I'm more of a smooth, longer, linear type of power guy. Uh, so we did that, mapped it with ETS MX-18 fuel, as well as VPT4 and Pro 6. So there, there's three different maps within these uh, 10 settings that are on the Vortex, which is nice to have. You do have to maybe pop your seat off and get a flat blade and move the, the fuel trim over to a different number if you want to do that. I'm sure you guys already know about that, but that's um, what we did to each bike. And then we had a set of cone valve and track shock on a KTM 350. And then we had a set of stock suspension on the KTM 450. And the reason why we did that is because some of you love to spend money. You're a vet guy. You have some disposable income, and you just want cone valve. You want tracks. Don't necessarily need it. It does help in some areas. We talked about that in the video. Um, but I wanted some stock stuff to try to give air a chance, you know, just like give peace a chance, Greg. Okay. 
And uh, we'll move the show along. And then so <laughs> we did that with the Air. And then we had Guts Racing seat covers on both Pro Taper handlebars, Husqvarna stock band on each. Uh, Jace actually felt the four millimeters. Um, I'm sure Heather knows about feeling four millimeters extra if I had it, but I don't. Um, glad you're alive, Greg. Thank you for uh, wanting to laugh at my joke for once. Thank you. Um, so the 450 actually had 800 millimeter cut. You cut those, Eddie. Mm-hmm. And then before I was down to 804, which I thought I liked. I don't. I prefer an 800 millimeter bar. Um, each bike also had ZRT throttles, tubes. Got rid of that lock-on grip shit. I'm out. If you guys want a buttery smooth throttle on your KTM, it's unbelievable. Did you even notice that today, Greg? Yeah, for the bearings. Hell yeah, dude, it's unbelievable. Like almost borderline too easy. Do yeah. you feel that? Oh yeah. You don't like my, I, I had a milled down one, so that he was, dude. ZRT kills it. I needed a little bit of a smaller feel in my hand, so he milled down one of his throttle tubes. Well, you do have those really small hands. A mm. little. Hopefully you don't have no young ones in the in the car because I feel like this this podcast could be R to NC seventeen rated. It, it could be because you know that traffic makes everyone angry. Maybe I want to wait a day for you guys to be back on the show so you calm down a little bit. Ed? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. He's tired, dude. Because usually has more to say. No, he's good. tired. It's rough for him, right? He's sunburnt. His nose hurt today because yeah. he's coming off a broken nose. Yep. Yep. See, he has nothing to say. He's saying, yep. Yep, yep. It did. I mean, it hurt. Yeah, it was sore. Uh, but ZRT did a good job. Eddie didn't like my milled down throttle tube. It was just a little too thin. Okay. Did and, you and, notice that at all, Greg? No. Okay. It yeah. might have been just a throw off because we were going, because I went, you know, back to back right away. I yeah. didn't take, I didn't transition anyways. I went from 350, 450, 350. So, first thing I noticed, which will kind of, Blow your mind maybe a little bit because I run nine nine six bar, yeah. which is eight eight, eight 10, 8, 11. Yeah. I actually like the narrower bars on the four fifty than I did the 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 eight oh fours on the three fifty. Yeah, I'm with you. I felt it right away. I felt like more like I have more stability in the front end. Yep. But I've never had that issue before, so I don't I don't know. Usually eight hundred is a good and I you would think four millimeters, big fucking deal, Keith. Yeah. But honestly, nothing. like it's crazy. Jace isn't a test guy. He felt it. I mean, it's very noticeable when you get on the bikes. Yeah. For me, when you're thinking too, like you got to think about it. You're looking. You're talking about overall measurement of 804. Yeah. So you cut off four millimeters, which is only two millimeters per side. Correct. I mean, nothing. If you didn't, if your bar was already at 804, it would be almost impossible to cut two millimeters off each side because it's so minute. Unless you use a tubing cutter, that's the. Only, I mean, you couldn't do it. With a hacksaw, or I mean, a, a hacksaw blade is yeah, not that yeah, point yeah, seven five of a millimeter. So I mean, Greg and I have been in the in the shop before. Cut him, and he he laughs at me. He's like, you can't even yeah. a piece that fell off. It's like yeah, nothing. It. <laughs> yeah, he's like, it's dude, like a slice can... of ham, but it makes something. a difference. Yeah. It's so thin, right? Yeah, uh, but for me, it's a it's a pretty noticeable difference. So if you guys haven't experienced or messed with your handlebar length, try it. You would think having some leverage, having wider bars would help you in corners. For me, it's the opposite. Right. The, the longer the bar, the harder it is for me to lean. I feel like I can lean in better with shorter bars. Obviously, I wouldn't go shorter than 800 unless right. you're a woods rider. Right. Those guys go 790. But for me, 800 is a nice length for moto. Most of the pro guys run 800 to 804. Um, I want to say almost every bar in Pro Taper's lineup other than that KTM Husky bar? Two bars. Two bars. They're all at 800. 800. So yeah. RC bend. Okay. And then Husqvarna stock. 
both eight eleven. Uh, so there you go. And then a lot, and, and most of rentals are over eight hundred. Yeah. So if you go to Rentals website, they're eight eleven, eight thirteen, eight oh four. Yep. You're never going to get an eight hundred bar. So just depends on how they want to build them. Right. But for me, eight hundred to eight oh three, eight oh four is is the sweet spot. Um, all right. Enough about bars. We could talk about that for days. At least <laughs> I could. Uh, so anyway, um, equal ish bikes, similar feels besides suspension, equal mods to the engine, uh, fuel, handlebars, throttle, all that stuff. So. I really wanted to pick apart the 350 and 450 because, sure, we could get on stock bikes and just say, okay, what's better? But for me, with these bikes, I need a little bit extra. And the extra for me is they run a little bit rich down low, a little bit dirty. They're not clean. The 450 is a little bit grabby, on-off feeling. The 350, I would like a little bit more power. So I made these bikes how I would ride them myself if I kept them. Um, I don't need a lot of engine work. I just like an ECU, some fuel, a nice running feeling connection to the throttle to the rear wheel i like that i feel like there's some of that missing with the stock 350 and 450 little disconnection yeah and and honestly like just about every ktm husqvarna or gas gas people yeah that's they do it right. no matter even if you're a b you know a vet b guy or a novice rider you're not putting the ignition like say for instance on 450 you're not putting that ignition to advance the power Right. You're, moving you're, you're moving the power right. around to better suit your, your style. So people are like, oh, I don't need, I've, I get emails that come to me, you know, every once in a while. And it's like, oh, well, I mean, a 450 and you're a B guy, why do you need an ignition? That thing has plenty of power. And it's like, no, you're right. It does. You're absolutely right. But sometimes too I much. Want, I want a little more on the bottom right. and not as much in the top. So, you know, Jamie at Twisted or Chad at XPR, they're both phenomenal with e- these yep. ECUs. They can put that power right where you want it. So yep. it's like, it's more for um, easeability to ride the motorcycle, yep. not like, oh, I need this thing to be faster. Like, God knows, 90% of the people by 450s don't need that power, but we need it in the right spot. Correct. Is, yep. is a benefit. Uh, well you're said. a good example for this, Greg, because you didn't know much about that stuff until I gave you one for your Yamaha, and you're like, holy Correct. shit. Yeah, like, it's it made, a, it made a huge difference. Right. It's it makes it more rideable. Yes, and that's, you can right. custom it, you know, however you want. Right for your style, for what you're racing, it it is amazing. Yeah, and we laughed at uh, James and and Papa James Stewart when uh, he said, uh, you know, my son's not going to race unless he has a factory ECU, and we all like, well, what an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. He yeah. knew. He yeah. knew he, what he was after. He knew. Yeah. Um, okay, so what I did as how I perform this this whole thing. And again, you can go to racerxonline.com and watch the video, but each guy had a 10-minute window on each bike. Um, Eddie and Greg, 10-minute on 350, 10-minute on 450 to get used to the track, used to the bike, so they know what they're doing. They took a break, and then they each had two-lap, I wouldn't say sprint, but two-lap heaters, we'll yeah. say heaters, um, on each bike to see what their times were, just to have some comparison. And it doesn't necessarily mean... And it kind of worked out this way in this test is even if you're faster on a bike, it's something that you're going to prefer. Right. So we collectively went to do this post-interview uh, section of the whole test, and I asked both of you, I go, what do you think you were faster on? And, Greg, you said? The 450. And what would you say? 350. Correct. So and they are both, well, I shouldn't say both. Greg was wrong. Eddie was right. Greg was actually faster on the 350, 
you were actually right. You were faster on the 350. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy to see both of you, and we'll just say it now, both of you chose to load up the 450. I, and I asked this question to you guys. I go, all right, you could take any of these bikes home right now. Which one are you going to take? You both said 450. But you're both faster on a smaller bike. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. So for me, just so you guys know, I was faster on the 350. I chose the 350 just for the simple um, ease of riding it fun for me i have more fun on the bike sure it doesn't have that lazy type of power i probably could go faster on a 450 i didn't today but i just feel like the stage i'm at right now i've ridden dirt bikes a long time the 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 way the power is built how we did the engine the whole ecu power it's just fun to ride in it and it helps me ride harder and it rewards you you can leave this fucking 350 in second gear with this ecu for days and you don't have to shift so it's a different kind of lazy you like to be lazy greg in third gear on a 450 yes i do you could be lazy at least for me i could be lazy in second gear and not have to shift to third gear if i wanted to shift to third gear i don't think it could pull me as well as a 450 but then all i have to remember is like i gotta stay in second gear and it will reward me down the straightaway it likes to be revved like that thing loves it yeah it did but for me it has enough torque to keep me happy to get out of the fucking corners in a hurry, and there's so much excitement and pep. And I'm yeah. like, holy shit. This 350 with the mods that we did has come such a long way from the 2016 piece of shit 350 that I, that I rode, and I'm like, this thing doesn't make sense. Like, It's just like a 250, and it feels heavy. Yeah. A 350 doesn't feel heavy. It's light. I can flick it around. It has power. You even mentioned that, Greg. You're a 450 guy, and I yeah. was kind of worried about Greg going this test because he was more of a big CC type of rider. But you, when I watch you, you ride the 350 better. But then you said on the video that it felt light. You like that. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't like a lighter bike, a right. lighter feeling bike? Yeah. Whether it's lighter or not, okay, yeah, that, that's one thing. But it's all about feel when you're on the track, right? Yes. So it was... Uh, yeah, I'm just looking at some of my notes right. that I wrote down. What was your and, notes uh, for 350? What's it say? I just, just real quick, I'm just going off my phone. It says, yeah, it's uh, fine. Uh, 350, just the right amount of power. Yeah. Wasn't big power, per se. Right. Just good pull throughout power band in second and third. Right. Um, the bike chassis and handling felt flickable and light. I have those in quotations. In corners and when changing the lines, the power did not overwhelm um, or upset the chassis. Really good set uh, setting up for turns mm-hmm. and setting into and getting into ruts and staying in ruts. Correct. Um, uh, the front tire never climbed out of a, a rut. Yeah, the whole time I was. And on. I think that was the consensus for everybody here too, Eddie. Like uh, when we talked to Jace and for us, it just seemed like the three fifty just laid into the the corners better. Yeah. Yeah, you, you can <clears throat> if you've ever rode a three fifty to our listeners, like you know, you you lean more towards like a 250F. Like you're not scared to go into a corner that's not a defined either deep rut or nice flowing berm. You're, the bike in, invites you to just bury that thing in there. Right. You, it almost gives you the feel like, you know, like, oh, this, this is a 350. It's, it's not going to hurt me. Right. You know, it's an easy bike. It's yeah. not mind-blowing power. It's not going to rip out of your arms. You don't need to respect it, but you do. Yeah, it's a, it, you still have to respect it. It still has a lot of power, but you you can get into the corner a lot harder, 
and you can get out of the corner substantially harder because you're not going to break that wheel loose as much. Right. And the thing I forgot to add here is we added triple clamps to each bike. Sorry, yeah. I forgot about this, which was it's really, really important. Um, the, the handling of these KTMs lately with the new chassis, a little twitchy, a little deflective, harsh. So kicking your rake out a little bit and to 24-millimeter offset as close as you can get it. So we had a 23.5 on the 450, which is a ride engineering split clamp. And then we had an X-Trig 22-24 option. So the rigidity of each is a little bit different. Adrian's, um, his ride engineering clamps are a little bit more compliant than the X-Trig. Um, X-Trig hasn't really redesigned their clamp in a long time, the Rocks clamp. Uh-uh. Um, great clamp. Still yeah. one of the, the better clamps, but Adrian has been redesigning his. You know, he's the sole owner, so I th- he has more power to do that. And I've been complaining about some of his clamps saying, hey, man, it's too stiff. It's too stiff. Because yeah. he always asks me, well, why don't you run my clamps? I go, it's too fucking stiff. Yeah. So the couple of the bikes that we've been trying lately, Yamaha and the KTM, he's been helping those along, redoing the webbing underneath, and it's been getting a lot better. So um, just wanted to add that if you guys do have one of these bikes – Having this chassis and going to a 24 millimeter or as close as you can offset really does help calm the bike down. And for me, helps the cornering overall. Yeah, You don't get a lot of oversteer. Uh, it settles into the corner better. And then when you're on the edge of tire, which we are a lot here in California, you're not really in a rut for very long. You need that stability or that tire contact feel and going to that offset helps. So that's what we did. And that's what brings me to that point. Like, Laying that 350 in, same thing as you, I just kind of lay it in there and get on the gas sooner than in the 450. And the, and the KTM turns really well. turns yeah. better for me. turns better than a Yamaha YZ 450. Mm-hmm. But it just takes a little bit more respect, mm-hmm. um, a little bit more thought process for me. And I always call the 450 KTM deceiving type of power. Yeah. It's super smooth, but yet there's so much so now – connection with that ecu like you don't think you're going that fast but there was this double triple at kahia like i can double and overshoot the double a little bit and get in the pocket and still triple just fine like a lot of these other guys i was talking to the guy on a 450 today on a yami he's like dude i couldn't i was casing the shit out of it yeah and you would think ah this bike's quiet smooth it's not gonna you know jump yeah. this very good and it, it clears stuff really nice so for me i just feel like a 350 is just more fun at this point in my life to ride. I'm 175 pounds. You're 205 pounds. You're 220. 30. 230. Yep. And you just want some more power underneath you. Yeah, I think it's just uh, reinsurance. Yeah. That, that's all it boils down to is like when you do make a mistake or you do bury it a little too deep in a corner, the 450 has enough. It's not going to let you down. It's going to pick up your mistakes, which in theory gives teaches you some bad habits. You know, like it's, uh, you know, it doesn't, treat you the right like teach you the right habits to use right corner speed and stuff so but do you think and and this is i go back to some of these things and other people have told me this throughout my career and my life and my my motorcycle that's been around me and maybe you have you've been around me long enough greg people always tell me i ride smaller bikes better than bigger bikes and then when i get on a 350 i still ride it like it's a 250 Mm -hmm. so i'm fairly good in my corners and it makes me ride harder in my corners and then i think when i'm on my 450 especially my yama i get too smooth or lazy in my corner 
and then I it, it doesn't transfer to lower lap times. Yeah, you, know? you lean you lean on the power more. Yeah. Where two fifty you lean on the ability. Correct. You know, your technique is more important than than the power is on the motorcycle because you can almost cross it over, you know, like you have the right technique in a corner and a say for a rod or a berm, you use the right technique there versus the wrong technique on a four fifty with the right power. Right. The the three fifty is going to reward you any day of the week because the technique is more important than the power. So I, I feel like the the four fifty and and most people will say it a four fifty makes you lazy. Like yeah. that's the term you hear around the track. Oh, that guy rides four fifty. Him, it's just making him lazy. It's Let like, me ask you this, Greg, because Greg's sixty years old, retired, and and you ride a YZ forty. But I'm gonna ask you a yes or no question. Okay, and just give me sh- straight shot. Yep. Your current YZ four fifty. All right, you have that. I'm giving you this 350 with these mods on it. What do you have more fun riding? And and, and it's not about just like, hey, it's those are in your garage. Greg, do you want to go riding with me? Which one do you want to grab? Well, if you're if we're going to the track, it between those two, it'll probably be the 350. Correct. Because you can last longer. I mean, you're not in motorcycle shape. Correct. You're in good shape as a human. Correct. But dirt bike shape, you're not in. Correct. But yeah, remember, I'm not the track as much as you are. Correct. And so I do a lot of, you know, out here in the Des, we have our tracks out here. Right. I love to go out and just do fast-ass trail rides mm-hmm. or along the ridges, you know, yeah. like we always do. And I want a 450. Okay. I mean, yeah. You I, just want more motor. I want more motor. So you can just kind of cruise around, right? Yeah, absolutely. I will say this. For you guys listening, I'm going to ask you something, Eddie, in a minute. But I will say... The 350 power, there's still a lot there. We talked about this on our our video is if you're an older guy and you show up to a track, you and you and you go out for your practice session, you go out for for your first session, you already know what you're going to jump and you're not going to jump. I hear thing things like, "Hey man, I don't know if I have enough power on 350." Look, there's whatever you decide to jump, that 350 will be plenty enough for you to do it if you're good enough. But if you're an older dude, you got a job, you got a family, maybe you got a wife that doesn't like you riding dirt bikes and you need to get home and you need to fucking handle your shit and you don't want to be injured. You don't want your wife pulling all that shit shit from underneath you, right? I feel like the 350 gives you a little piece of your brain going, okay, man, this is what I got. I'm going to do all this stuff and still have a great time. And you still have enough power. If you want to do it, it's available. I feel like if you're 450, that little piece in your brain is gone. You're like, I got all the power in the world. I can do everything. Yeah, I have to jump it. I have to jump it, right? So, like, for me, the 350 is like some insurance to keep you safe, to have more fun. That's my thought, and I'm thinking about you guys at home listening to this thing that are interested in the 350 and 450 is because you guys always want to know, what should I get? Hey, Kiefer, which one's the best for me? I'm 230 pounds. Is it enough bike for me? Yes. With these mods, yes, stock still good, but adding three and a half, four horsepower with this ECU, a muffler. Sorry, I forgot to add that too. I suck at this. <laughs> four, They'll see the video. FMF four point one are on both. Sorry, Donnie. I need to write all this shit down before we start doing. We hauled ass in the van, but anyway, there is enough power for you, a two hundred thirty pound human being, novice guy. This guy, he wrote race one. He wants a little bit more, but he's a he's a B rider. He's a good rider. Like yeah. you know I, I think the only thing on the three fifty that would put that would have put that 
at a closer level mark for me because I obviously I picked the 450. But if I would have had just a like you said earlier in the show that you like the linear through the power pole, mm-hmm. like mellow linear long pole. Yeah. Being that I'm a bigger guy, I want that snap. But do you think that snap hurts you in the long run for for being in shape? No, or no. Not being in shape? Well, I mean, when I'm in riding shape, no, not at all. Like it doesn't really matter what you know. I'm okay. I've trained on 450s, right? Like before yeah. Mammoth and all that, all trained on 450. So the the 350 with a good snap's not going to hurt me. Right. I had um. Yep. You know, I had that 23 uh, Husky that we had ignition pipe, pretty much the same thing, different ECU, and it was a little, uh, it was a little snappier. You know, it had a little more. Andy Jefferson. Andy Jefferson. What's up? Oh, uh, we got to call you back. Uh, You're on the show, back. but you yeah, got yeah, reverb. Let me call you back. Let me call you back. Okay, bye. <laughs> he's, got, he's on. Andy Jefferson is perfect timing. I want to answer Andy's call because he works for KTM. I was asking what he likes to ride more. I, I really don't know. Um, but he has a stupid Bluetooth in his car, and it sounds like dog crap. So we'll, what we'll do, we're going to take a commercial. We'll be right back. I'm going to try to get Andy on the phone, get some of his thoughts, and uh, we'll be right back listening to the commercials because they'll save you some money. And uh, it's seven minutes of your life, so don't get mad at me. Relax. We'll be right back. ScreenPrintingDone.com. My dream is the world's most powerful t-shirt. Do you want to look good, but you ain't got the money? Trying to get some t-shirts made? Yeah, buddy. Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com. This is a t-shirt. You can get anything you want on that t-shirt. I'm about to show you guys how y'all can look fly. Your business name. That's my business. Your kid's name. Oh, Billy. Your favorite phrase, like, let's go, buddy, or free jailbirds. I agree. Anything at all. ScreenPrintingDone.com T-shirt printing business Mention Kiefer on your next order and get 10 free t-shirts That's what I'm talking about ScreenPrintingDone.com I know it's tough sometimes guys What engine oil should I run? What weight? Synthetic or non-synthetic? It's tough But you guys, I've been running blood lubricants for about two and a half years now I've had great results you guys are looking for some great oil. The Barracuda Blood Series 1040 is what we run in all of our test bikes here. Um, it's specifically formulated for the most brutal racing conditions on Earth. Look, heat, high humidity, silt, mud, whatever you got, this Barracuda Blood 1040 can handle it. 1040 is a great weight for most motocross and off-road machines, even though maybe your uh, owner's manual says run 530 or 1050. To me, 1040 is a great weight. Check it out. Barracuda Blood Series. Um, it's been through Baja 1000, the 500, Mint 400, Vegas, Torino, all of our test bikes here. 100% synthetic oil. It's great stuff. Uh, you put it in, and I run about two and a half engine hours. I take it out, and man, it still comes out pretty damn clean. So, you can use the code Kiefer at checkout over at bloodlubricants.com. Save yourself 25% off a case of oil. They have all different kinds of stuff. They have suspension oils. They've got sprays, chain lubes, whatever it is for oil-related stuff for your off-road motorcycle. Check out bloodracing.com. Ride-engineering.com. You guys want to get some clamps, some bar mounts, some chain blocks, uh, brake calipers. Adrian over there at Ride Engineering has a lot of quality parts. And if you use the code KT20, that'll save you 20% off what he offers over there. So that's ride-engineering.com. And he is not only the guy who tests the parts. I mean, I help him as well. 
but he also has an engineering degree. Holy crap. So go check him out, ride-engineering.com. Use the code KT20 to save some money. You guys out there tweaking on handlebars and grips? Trust me, I do it almost daily. If you're looking for a strong bar but yet has a lot of flex, look no further than the Pro Taper Evo bar. It is my favorite bar out there on the market right now. Why? They have great bends. The bar flexes. I don't get vibration from the bar. I'm getting older. I want some flex in my bar, but yet I want it to be strong. And Pro Taper has the strongest and the lightest bar out there that actually flexes. So go check them out, protaper.com. I'm currently using uh, SX Race Bend on my Yamahas. There is a brand new bend that's just coming out right now. You guys should see that. It is called Race Team Bend, and that is what we use over on Aiden's KTM and my KTM here uh, in the shop. So protaper.com, they have race cut grips, they have sprockets, they have chains, all different kinds of things. Go check them out, protaper.com. You guys want to go check out the new 2023 Yamaha YZs? Thinking about buying one? Or maybe a two-stroke? The new YZ 450F is narrower, more compact, and lighter. It's built to do one thing, go faster. Don't worry, the old tried-and-true 2023 YZ 250F, no changes for 2023, but still the great same shootout-winning 250F. And it's all over at Power Motorsports. So go check them out. Get your new Yamaha from the number one Yamaha dealership in the USA. The pros at Power Motorsports in Sublimity, Oregon. Let them know you heard it here. That's right. The one and only Kiefer Tested Podcast. Call or text 503-769-8888 and ask for the power price. I don't even care where you're at in the USA. Maine, California, Florida, Washington. Just go visit them, powermotorsports.com, or hit me up, chris at keferinktesting.com, and I'll get you in touch with the guys over there at Power and let you go rip around on your new scooter. So fun. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, riding jacket, or long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It is illegal and stupid. Yeah, you guys know that time punishes you if you're not on top of your game. Look, I'm a competitive guy at 45. My kid is 15, and he is right on me every time we go out to the track. But you know what? You know what takes the guesswork out of who's the king for the day, who gets to talk trash on the way home? That's right. You can measure your lap times. You can reach your full potential, and of course, you'll never guess where you're gaining or losing time. Go to litprolive.com. You can email me, chris at keferinktesting.com for a discount code on one of their GPS receivers. Getting started is super easy with LitPro. Pick a GPS receiver, download the app, and add a subscription, and then you're on your way to improve your lap times. Get a better result as your, you know, than your buddy. That's right, because there's nothing better than bragging rights when you're on your way home. You throw your guy a text. Who got the best of you, baby? That's right, I did. And you want to know how to do it? Lip Pro. Aiden and I have been on this for about a year now. Super easy to use. Look, I am not a tech-savvy guy, and Lip Pro is super easy for me and Aiden to navigate. 
and uh, I think it would be a great benefit to you guys out there. So hit me up, Chris at KieferInkTesting.com. Go to Lip Pro Live. You guys want to see anything related to how to keep time, how to improve your lap times, what section you want to improve on, all those things and more over on LipProLive.com. You like to go ride? Are you over the age of 30 like myself? Well, guess what? There's an association where you can go racing and you have a great time. Five motos over the complete weekend. You can go to oldtimersmx.com, but they're going to change their name to International Vet Motocross Series. You can check them out here very soon. But several races over several months all over the western United States. It's going to be a fun time. And let me tell you guys, I just went racing last week, and it is a great time. If you haven't been out racing in quite some time and you're an older gentleman or a lady, they have plenty of classes for you. There's people out there that enjoy riding and racing dirt bikes just like yourself, but hey, you got to go do it. You got to go check them out right now. Go to oldtimersmx.com. But again, we're going to change our name up to IVMX, International Vet Motocross Association. So go look for them. And if you have any questions about the series, hit me up, Chris, at keyforinktesting.com, and we'll get you out there and having some fun, get some gate drops. All right, guys, thanks for hanging tight, and thanks for listening to those commercials. Support our advertisers. They are the ones that keep this show up and moving. And uh, please let them know that you heard all about their stuff from the Kiefer Tested Podcast. All right. So we got Andy Jefferson back. Uh, he's the big wig at uh, KTM, Husqvarna, Gas Gas. What the hell are you guys calling yourself again, Andy? We, you're exactly right. Okay. Husqvarna, KTM, Gas Gas. Uh-huh. But we're the Pierre Mobility Group. Pierre? Pierre, Pierre. Mobility Group. All right. Yes. Pierre, like the water. Stephen Pierre, yes. Okay. Pierre Mobility Group. Uh, yes. Okay, so Andrew, so we're going to get you up to speed. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. I don't even know what you want. You called me, but I just put you on the spot. So thank you for doing that. I appreciate it. Yeah, um, thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, all right, so we did our 350 versus 450 today. We have Greg Loop in here. We have Eddie Larratt, me, and then we had Gypsy Tails because he's a big uh-huh. 350 guy. He loves the 350. And we all picked what we thought was the best. We did lap times. Um, okay. so let me ask you this question. You obviously have ridden both. Which one do you prefer? And hold on before you answer. So let me tell you what we did to each bike. Each bike okay. had a Vortex ECU fuel mapped to that fuel, uh, a 4.1 uh, FMF system. We had 24, 23.5 millimeter offset clamps and bars and grips and throttle tube. That's it. But each bike had those things. One bike had cone valve tracks. One bike had stock stuff just so I can kind of tell people you don't always need A-kit type things to have a good time. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So I know you. Your bikes always look sick. When you build your own bikes, it's unbelievable, people. You have no idea. I I thought I was looking at Marvin Muskan's bike, and it's not. It's Andy Jefferson. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so if you're riding a – which bike do you prefer? You're a great rider. Which one do you like the most? I prefer the 350. And reasons? Uh, the 450 just has too much power for me. It's not, it's not fun for me to ride. I really, and I, as I'm older, I'm not in great shape and I'm slower. And I want something that makes me feel like a hero. So a 350 makes me feel like a hero. I mean, if I'm being truthful, yeah, it makes you feel like you're going really fast. A 450, if you take your time and you ride it the way it should be ridden, it's probably a great bike. But for me, it's just too much. I like. I like to turn the throttle too hard. 
Yeah. So we were kind of talking about that before you, you called. It's like the 350 invites you to ride it harder. Mm-hmm. And it rewards you that way. It doesn't like get you in trouble when you do that. Unlike a 450, where if you do that, it chances are it's going to get you in trouble. Yes, uh, for sure. So this is what happened, Andy. Andy. So Greg was faster on the 350 today. Uh, Eddie was faster on the 350 today. Both of these gentlemen that I'm staring at in the face prefer the 450. Um, I and Jace both like the 350 power and the reason why i like it andy is because i've been riding a long time um i'm not a huge fan of the 2016 and prior 350s i thought they were kind of bleh and didn't make a lot of sense but since ktm updated the engine and got some more power now i'm like holy shit this thing has some torque um now it's a little bit more exciting it actually feels light where the older models didn't feel light it felt heavy and then down on power so for me, it just gives me a new kind of fun factor for me that I've been riding for 30-plus years, right? So mm-hmm. um, so that, that's where I'm at. So around the group in, in the Pierre Mobility Group, do most people prefer 350 over 450? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, we have, especially on my team, most of my uh, – we have one guy, Griffin Dexter, who's – who's national fast and like he can qualify for a national he likes he vacillates between both but he every time he, he'll ride a 350 for a while and then he'll say ah, and he, then he rides a 450 so it just depends on what he feels like yeah so for for but for most of my other guys they all like the 350 the best yeah i'm i'm in agreement here so um uh, we decided to like the 450 is easier at times if you want to lug it right if you just want to be a lugger and you just want to run third gear that that 450 obliges you. And Greg is the type, he likes to, he's a high gear type of rider. Mm-hmm. Um, Eddie's a bigger guy, so he wants more response. I'm more of a linear long guy, which doesn't make really much sense if I like a 350 because it has more excitement. Um, that's kind of what we figured out. So honestly, honestly, Andy, after leaving the track today, I didn't do shit. We didn't do shit because it was a tie. And I was like, well, now we're just as fucked as we were when we came in here. <laughs> Andy could be our decide. He's our fifth guy. Andy's yeah, he's our so fifth he, guy. So that puts the three fifty. Yeah, for, I mean, over he, the top. It doesn't matter. It's a KTM, so he can choose yeah. a winner. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, bring well, it home, I mean, Andy. And, and too, like I think that you know, it's one of those things where you know you should you guys obviously talk to or be able to tell different people if you ride this way. Correct. The three fifty is probably better for you. Yes. If you ride this way, Absolutely. a four fifty is probably better for you. You know, and and the bikes basically. I mean, now we have the same frames. Basically, suspension is pretty doggone close. I mean, I know you had one bike with cone valve stuff and one stock, but the suspension across the board is pretty. If the valving doesn't change a lot between the two, the three fifty and four fifty, changes a little, but not a lot. Oh, in the stock and, realm of things, you're saying? Yeah, it, yeah, and so it's not like you're going to be way off with either bike. It's just, I think, it's just a what you're comfortable with, and. All of my friends that, that I let ride a 350 now, especially with the new motors, they just rave at it. They they forget how much fun they had riding a dirt bike. Because yeah. I think when you ride a 450, and, and this isn't good or bad, but you get lazy because yeah. you can yep. just put it in third gear and you can kind of roll around. Right. So, so and, like I was saying to Chris earlier, I think the 350 really helps you on your technical side. Like mm-hmm. you, you have to be better 
in the corners. It teaches you to carry more corner speed. It teaches you to use the motorcycle how it's supposed to be used because if you don't use it correctly, it's it's not going to reward you. Where a 450, like you just said, you could be lazy and you're like, oh, I just rolled in there and then just squirt that throttle on and you're like, you, you feel good. You're like, oh, I ripped that corner when really you didn't really do anything. You know, where the 350 is like, hey, I got to hit my marks. I got to be perfect. And it's going to reward your technical ability as a rider. I think right. it'll make you a better rider. Right. When you ride Glen Helen and you're going to go race Vet National like you are this year, right, Andy? Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, you are? Okay. I put him on the spot and he said yes. I didn't think he was going to say that. <laughs> well, I'm, I, I love lied. It. I lied because I'm not. Oh, <laughs> man. Nice, Andy. I was getting excited. I was like, shit, he's going to ride. So Hell yeah. if you were, like Brownie rides a 350 at Loretta's and kicks my fucking ass and it drives me up the wall. He will not ride a 350 at Glen Helen. He rides a 450. And I ask him, I, and obviously I know the answer, but I mean, he's like, the hills. The hills. I need some the more hills. power up the hills. So I just raced there last month on a, at a local swap moto race. And I was on a 350. I mean, you know how long that start is, Andy, at, at Glen Helen. Yep. I pulled whole shot yep. on the 350. Yeah, I, Brownie. You, you know, and I think it's a mental, more of a mental thing with some For people. Sure. Yeah, because believe you me, I'm 200 pounds, and I ride a 350, and no 450s pull me up a hill. They, the only time that I ever have noticed a 450 pulling me is if the track's super deep and coming out of a corner. Mm-hmm. A 450 will will pull a half a bike length on you and but other than that if i get drive especially on the hills I, I i will put my 350 up against anyone's 450 any day of the week let me ask you this i'm going to put you on the spot again here is this a question that mm-hmm. ever why doesn't ktm have someone race a 350 professionally like they did back in the day like now the bike is better before it was i want to say a piece of shit compared to what it is now and there's no one out there racing it professionally is it the group's choice, or is it? I mean, I I feel Caroli's won championships on it. Shorty was on it for a while. Like, why not have someone on it now? Why don't you guys market that using a good racer to do that? It's just what you just said about Brownie. Really? They, in there, in everyone's, you got to have the most power. You got to have, you know. I mean, it's it's it it it's it's one of those things that, and a lot of people will not like go like okay let's just do this 350 and see what happens actually a few years ago they built one for marvin with the new motor he tried it dungy i was told tried it Mm -hmm. and dungy said he could race the 350 but he had to be perfect really and he said there's times when i'm going to make mistakes and i need that power or i need to be able to gain back again Mm -hmm. so he thinks he's going to lose something Mm. But I, I really believe it's a mental, it's a mental thing. I mean, it's even down to, um, you know, everyone talks about factory bikes and horsepower. Well, it has nothing to do. I mean, it, any of these companies, any of our companies can make a bike have 70 horsepower. Right. But you can't ride it. Right. It's, it, it's not good. And you won't get traction. The wheel will just spin. So the bigger thing is how do you get power to the ground? And, and, in all of our racers' minds is they got to have a 450 to get power to the ground to hole shot or whatever, which is not the case. No. I mean, it's really not the case, but that's just the way it is, and you can't change the thinking of a lot of guys. You know. Yeah, and I think as a racer, you want everything at your disposal, so that way you have no excuses, right? You know, and I, mm-hmm. I'm thinking like a racer, but here's what I feel like, and obviously it's age division clashes, and 
division classes and it's less of a, a professional sport where we go to Loretta's, but I mean, Brownie, it's deep as shit off the start Loretta's and he pulls mm-hmm. hole shots. I mean, mm-hmm. I've gotten two hole shots out of him this year, but like he's top three, right? Right. And mm-hmm. that bike for me, I think I screwed up this year by riding that Yamaha because it was really rough this year, muddy, deep, and it's a lot of fucking bike to handle for me at Loretta's and Brownie, I'm riding behind him in the first moto. I'm like coming in these corners and I'm like, fuck man, he's on the gas so soon. I'm trying to mimic that and I can't because it's so it's so hard. So now I I understand more that I've been riding it more, like, oh, I get on the gas way sooner on this thing, you know? Um so there's a lot of benefits. Yeah, I really think that. But see, what did it take for you? Because remember how many how many years have I been talking to you about 350? Right. The last three years telling you, you should try it. You should really try it. Not just go ride it and say it's great, but you should race it and try it. And until you did, you didn't even, you wouldn't even consider it. No, and you're right. It was more of a, of a dick measure kind of thing. You're like, hey, I wanted to, to I want to make sure I have everything, you know. And Right. But sometimes exactly. everything isn't faster. Right, right. exactly. And then even that, I mean, I, I really believe, you know, at, and that's me as I'm older, not as in greatest shape, you know, it's easier to ride at the end of a moto. Correct. It, it really is. I don't have to pay that much attention to getting on the gas and the back end going all over the place because it's just, you know, sliding or especially at Glen Helen in the afternoon. It's, it's, it's much easier to ride a 350. Well, I will say this, and I just rode a swap moto race with my Yamaha a couple weeks ago, and then I did that other one on that 350. I had more fun, and I got beat on the 350. Um, you know, I, I lost one moto. I won my motos on my 450, but I didn't have as much fun. Like, it was just fun to ride this thing. Like, I don't know. That's how I feel, at least at this time, and what you guys have built into this engine. It wasn't like that three years ago for me, you know? So No, for sure. The new motor is excellent. I yeah. mean, it's – and you don't have to do much like, like you did. If you put a Vortex and you get the mapping the way you want it and you put some gas in it, the thing is ridiculous. I will say this. I know you can't say anything about it, so you don't have to say anything. But KTM is missing the mark. If you guys would just have a spring fucking fork and would just come like that from production, you would have, and you sell a lot of these bikes already, but it would, you would sell almost everything because it's really hard for people to go on the air fork and bandwagon because you got a lot of old school guys that don't want to do that and mess with it, right? Um, and who's going to be riding the 350? Old I, dudes? I think so. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so, one of the bikes was stock, right? Correct. Yep. Which one was stock? 450. So did everyone hate the Air Force? No hate. No hate. Right. No hate comps. No hate comps. No. no. Right. But they, people say but, if they did prefer the cone valve just because it held up more. And, you right. know, I put the everything was baseline set for my weight because I was the middle rider. Right. Um, right. And uh, you can. Thanks for the. Thanks for hanging in there, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just feel like the air fork, when you do add pressure and get some more hold up, it just gets harsh. And then you got to babysit it a little bit more than a, than a spring fork, right? right? So, I mean, it it's not horrible. It's not the worst set of forks that I, is out there right now. I know there, there's another set that I hate. The, the RMZ is horrible. Uh, the Kawasaki KX450, I'm sorry, 250 is no good. Um, at least the air fork now has some comfort. It's just more of the babysitting factor for me. And that's why I'm like, you know, KTM, when I was at KTM back in the day, Andy, they were like, we're never going away from PDS. We're never doing it. And they went to a linkage, you know. 
So mm-hmm. I'm hoping they're saying, hey, we're never going back to a, a spring fork. I'm hoping they will come back a little bit and maybe do that. You know, maybe, hey, they did it on the off-road models, Andy. I was going to say the off-road bikes have them. Yeah, they did. Yeah. <laughs> so. And, and, I mean, but, you know, understand the reasoning. The reasoning for that. Longer, longer rides, ride, right? Well, when you ride an off-road race, I mean, because with our air fork, if, if you're not, as you said, babysitting it or you have to do more maintenance is, is a better term. You have to do more maintenance because you have to go out and ride it in the morning. Mm-hmm. You have to set your pressure, go ride it and reset your pressure. Mm-hmm. So that's, that is the, that, that thing that that's the correct way of doing it coming. It's the correct yeah, way. You, you just, you put the air pressure, you set it to whatever your, you know, whatever air pressure you want. Like right. I, I use the stock air pressure on mine mm-hmm. and then I go out and ride practice or whatever you know the first first you know five or six laps i come back in and check it because usually it pumps up a couple of tenths right and then i put bring it back down to where it was and then it during the day unless it's super hot it shouldn't change very much because you're kind of keeping it at the same warm length like it's it's warmed up right right exactly because it usually once that happens there's usually not as much friction now sometimes if it's cold if it's really really cold you could you know, the fork could get warm again and then, but generally that doesn't happen. So, but that is the thing that people don't do. And, and I understand it. I, I'm, Hey, I, it drives me crazy sometimes when I'm like, I see people that don't even put air in their tires, let alone (laughs) fork. Here's the deal, Andy. I'm, I'm a hypocrite because I get on people for dirt bike things. And then I ride my mountain bike and I'm a piece of shit. Oh, well, we, we can't even have that discussion. So. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't check my fork pressure. I don't check my shock. Like, I don't do any. I just ride my mountain bike. And I think there's a lot of those dudes in the dirt bike world. Mm-hmm. Yes, so. there is. So. so, I mean, and, you know, the only difference, I mean, when you have cone valve or a 6,500 kit and then air, it changes the handling of the bike a little because of the weight on the front. I mean, it, it is three pounds difference on the front. Oh, it's that much. I thought so, it was like two and a half. It's, it's three pounds. No, it's three pounds, a little more than three pounds. So it does change the handling of the bike. So, mm. um, you know, so, I mean, that is the only thing that's, that, you know, could sway people into having air fork because it really doesn't puts more weight on the front end or and maybe you're that guy that doesn't like weight on the front end and the air fork's okay. Yep. You know, I mean, uh, believe you me, I've I've ridden spring fork, and you know that forever and ever. Now I'm back on an air fork, mm. and I've changed, and I'm not going back to a spring fork, at least not anytime soon. My mm. air fork is, is good. I just have to do a little maintenance and check it. Well, I'm on a so. hybrid fork on my Yamaha, so I'm not far off. Right. I'm really indecisive. So. You know what? You've enhanced this podcast, I feel like, Andy. Oh, thank you. 17 <laughs> minutes of, of Andy Jefferson is, is a good time. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Okay. Well, good. A lot of knowledge. Well, was there anything that you needed for me that we can talk about on the air? Is this something that we're going to have to talk about off air? Am I in trouble? No, no, no. I was just I was calling you to find out about your your uh, 350, 450 shootout. So, yeah. So, uh, just like really. I said, Jace and I, we both picked 350. Um, Jace was faster as well on the 350. And then, um, I'm sorry, Jace was actually faster on the 450. I take that back. But he preferred the, the 350. And these two mm-hmm. gentlemen here... Um, were faster on 350, but preferred 450, which for right. for valid reasons, I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was it was successful. I think it went well. Um, the Racer X uh, video should be up hopefully uh, by Friday. Simon will edit that and we'll throw it. It's going to be a long one. It's going to be about 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Just sit That's back right. in your sit back in your cush office over there at Pierre Mobility Group. You know, kick your feet up. 
enjoy some <laughs> racerxonline.com content, you know? Uh, I will, and I do. I watch them all. Unfortunately, I have to. <laughs> he said, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, thank you for calling, and thank you for enlightening us. Um, if anybody needs a bike, should we give your email out? Or No. no. <laughs> <laughs> you should not do that. Yeah. Okay, we won't do that. I have no email. I don't have a phone or I don't have email either. Oh, man. All right. Well, thank you, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks for doing it. Hey, all you guys, thanks for uh, hanging out for the day and uh, riding the bikes, and really appreciate all you guys do. Chris, you know, I appreciate what you do for us, so Uh, thank you. I appreciate you. Thanks, Andy. Thank you, Andy. All right, man. Talk to you later. Andy Jefferson, everybody. That's a cold call. He's cold calling me, and we just picked it up. Sometimes that happens over here on this show. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes, good, good it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't go well. Sometimes I'm in trouble. <laughs> um, it's a 60-40 thing over there with Andy. Like, sometimes I get in trouble. Okay. So, but There's a lot going on over there. But they got there's a, a lot of bikes. They got, they, uh, they, I mean, to just even think about just the motocross division and how many motorcycles you know they have versus their two-stroke line, their four-stroke line, their enduro line. Their, Look at, you know I'm a fan of Japanese <sighs> motorcycles, but you've got to admit... KTM has forced every one of those other manufacturers to do better. Correct. He's, yeah, he, they yep. have for sure, hundred percent. Whether whether people knock air forks, don't knock air forks, what, whatever the case is, KTM has evolved over the years. Like you said, with the no linkage, then linkage. Like they've made everyone elevate their game. What I what we talked about earlier that I can't wrap my head around. I still, I mean. I have no idea why these Japanese manufacturers have not yeah. tried to produce a three fifty. And I wanted to talk to him, but I know he had to go. But like, I wanted to know. And the Japanese tell me they don't make a three fifty because it'll take sales away from the four fifty. And I'm like, well, how does KTM do it then? So, so I guess my rebuttal is that okay, you're going to pull some sales from the four fifty, but I don't know the exact figures, right? But a three fifty to a four fifty is only about four five hundred dollar difference in MSRP. So what is the difference if you're selling a three fifty or a four fifty? What does it matter? As long as you're moving equipment and you're making around the same price, wh- well, how I was does it always affect? Ask, I was always asking them, asking them this, like, okay, so why don't you shave down some of your four fifty um, production yeah. and replace that with three fifty production yeah. and see how that goes the first year. If people are demanding more 450s, you you make that up. And if you sold all your 350s, then you kind of know where you're where you're going to be. Yeah, but guess. they will not. And and here's the thing: people are like, oh, is anybody making 350s? No, no one is making a fucking 350. We, we I mean, we obviously that would be very closed door, you know, and it'd probably be on private test days. But being in Southern California, the mecca, if any of these other manufacturers were even trying it, we would have seen it. I would now. know. Like I know guys on the inside that would yeah. at least tell me, and I wouldn't say who, but I would say, hey, it looks looking good. And at one point in time, I thought it was, and that went south. And, and I mean, none of us are engineers sitting here in these chairs or at that desk, but you, you have to believe to produce a 350 is, is not, it's very minor, yes. right? I mean, you have a 250F platform, you have a 450 platform, make those two together, make a head and a cylinder and a crank, and use parts from both of those motorcycles. It can't be that much of a, a burden on the manufacturer to produce a 350 once you have these two bases. Like, I mean, it'd be Just like... Just look at the KTMs. They're not that much different they're from not, each other. That's what I'm saying. It's they so, built a frame, an engine, that can all the engines can intertwine with other bikes. And, and I bet you if you dove deeper into a parts fish from a 250, 350, 450, you're going to find a lot of these parts 
cross over to these other bikes minus like the piston size and maybe the crank, the cylinder, yeah, the and the head. The rod or something. Yeah. But absolutely. other than that, like most of these tr- bottom end parts, these training parts, these cases, these covers, the chassis is the same. Do you think, just imagine if Honda built a 350? That's what I was just going to say a minute ago. Could you imagine if, if Honda or, Cal- or uh, Yamaha. Yamaha produced a 350? Dude, Stop it. Stop. I mean, stop even thinking. Another that manufacturer would... needs to hop on this, and here's here's my take: aluminum frame, spring fork, three fifty, gone. Yeah, uh-huh. you're separating yourself yeah. from KTM, right? Ooh. Yep, mm-hmm. gone. Every one of them gone. Hell, let's mark it up fourteen grand. Yeah. Selling them. Yeah, because at the market, the vet market, the majority of the vet riders are buying. FE's Rockstar Editions, SR Kawasaki's Works Edition Hondas. They're already spending fourteen grand on a motorcycle. Look at, you're not a rich motherfucker, and you're buying carbon. Yeah, right. I mean, you're going to find that, a way. A vet, a vet rider, David. That's what they're buying. Rich. Right. They're buying these motorcycles because, hey, look, we suck. We're not fast, but we want to look good. Yeah. If we want to pull up to the track and go, yeah, shit, I got one of the sharpest looking bikes on the track. Whatever they're I gonna, I don't, I don't understand that. They're gonna spend the money. Yeah. It, that that my point is, it doesn't matter what price tag. We even talked about this a year ago or whatever. Having how far are we out from being able to go on, say, oh, KTM your, and yeah. build a custom? Like, hey, I want this three fifty with these Game triple over. clamps, right. with this fork and this shock and this custom wheel and that carbon part, and a twenty thousand dollar motorcycle shows up at your house in six to ten weeks. Dude, how bad? Like, do we I do mean, it with cars? Like, I, I know. I think we fun. could do this with KTM. Extremely. The reasons why we don't do it. Yeah. And I and I've had this conversation in meetings when I was in house at certain places. Uh, liability. Yep. They will not do that to their own manufacturer and bring in aftermarket parts to build to their bike. Liability reasons. Yeah. That's the main so thing. a company like KTM, they would be fine. They offer. Clamps. I would feel they like offer wheels. I mean, that's what I feel like. If there's going to be a manufacturer to do it, it would be a KTM Husqvarna Gas Gas. The Japanese are really rigid when it comes to yeah. those kind of things. Correct. Yamaha could pull it off because they have their GYTR subpart catalog, which is all tested parts Correct. through Yamaha. So they they could say, "Hey, we know that cylinder head combo that they make is not going to be an issue." It went through durability. Yep, that's, that's good. Our stamped is yep. on it. Yeah. They're just not going to take all these other parts yeah. and try to do the durability for those companies. You know, they're not going to yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, they don't have the time for it. Or the manpower. Yeah, so, for sure. I don't know. It'd be great. I think it, they would, it, would, it would be a hit. Yeah. I would, I would love it. How many, how, many, how, <laughs> how many hours would you sit on the computer and just geek out and build your fucking dirt yeah. bike? Oh, my God. Well, like, we look do at that with trucks. bicycles. Or trucks. Yeah. Like when you want to buy a new truck. Put wheels on, on that there. look. Yeah. Oh, let me let me add this engine. Let me add that. Let me do this interior, yeah. this color, that color, this stereo, right. these wheels. And, and you, then you look at it at the end and you're like, dude, that thing's 90 grand. It looks sick, but I'm not buying it. Yeah, you're like, I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, out. Let me look at my checkbook. Yep, I'm still poor. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm still out. Poor. Yeah. Uh, so what did we learn? Nothing. We, we, we didn't. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't think we advanced the question that most readers or listeners have always you know wondered like is it what, is there what's clear winner exactly yeah, yeah. it's not it's going to come down to what kind of what kind of um technique you have on a motorcycle what kind of riding you're doing what your tracks are and, 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 and what you're going to enjoy riding yourself like i wouldn't tell i couldn't look at a guy at say glenn hill and i'm sitting there and a the guy asks me and i go 
You need to ride a 350. It, it, no, here's the bike. Here's this bike. Ride them both. If you have it at your, you know, available to you, ride them both, and then pick which one you. The good part about it is is our our sport is so um, close knit, and it's so it's it's it doesn't expand as much. Like I could look at a guy and watch him ride two laps, and you can give me your stats, and I could say, okay, I think you deserve right. or should ride this. That's what you would be good at. Right. So Andy nailed it when he called in. Is like it depends on the rider, yeah. and we said that on our video. Hundred percent. It depends on how you ride, what you ride, how big, right. how much you're riding. Just like what you said, Greg. If it was all moto, you'd be a 350 guy. Yeah. No problem. Yep. Because you know what you're jumping. I Correct. can jump everything. It feels light. I'm safe. I'm good to go. Yes. But you're a hybrid rider. You like to do other shit. So you want a bigger engine. No problem. Yeah. Some guys maybe don't need that. I feel like if you're a lighter guy, sub 200, yeah, 350 is plenty of power. 180. Yeah. One, we go up in the tight trails. Yeah. We don't need 450. Correct. You know, downshift to second, maybe first, get through some tight shit, have a good time, get in the in the river naked, come back home. Yeah. It's a good time. No problem. That, that's what I hear. <laughs> that's what I hear. <laughs> but Woo. nonetheless, if you guys have questions, I know uh, we bantered back and forth, and even on the video, you'll see that there is some clear um, avenues <laughs> to, to give you to say, okay, what is better? Yeah. And there is some answers within these shows, but you're going to have to find it within yourself to understand Correct. who you are. Yeah. It's not that much different than life. Yeah, that's true. 100%. Know who you are, what you want, listen to these things to you know give you some knowledge, and then go that direction. Yeah. Plenty of power. I will say this. One, 350, plenty of power. Two, if you are going to get a 450, the KTM is the easiest 450 engine to ride out of all the 450s. So you have that in your corner if you're an Orange Brigade guy. Correct. Um, go your, go get yourself an Orange Toaster, all the KTM merch you want, and have fun on either bike. But for me, I'm I'm staying in the church. I like my church. Yeah. I'm staying 350. You guys want the big dogs? No problem. Um, I'll just hear me revving at you when I when I yeah. come by. You come flying by us. Yeah. Okay. That if, has nothing if, to do with the bike, though. By the way. <laughs> slightly off topic. Yes. If Heather rode a bike, which one would she ride? Uh, like right now, or just if she knew how to ride? If she knew how to ride and she was uh, capable, what would she go for? Heather is a 130-pound, big-breasted lady. (laughs) I would put her on a 250F because that's plenty of power. Okay, but what would she like? Let's say say she's started riding and she got to a level Mm -hmm. where she could now uh, venture out Mm -hmm. into different sizes. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. I see where you're trying to go with this. No, but what would she? What would she like? <laughs> I know what you're talking about, man. I would Come say on. the medium size then. Okay, she likes. She's really known for medium size. She likes medium size okay. machines. Okay. Um, she doesn't need anything too big. She that's a foreign thing for her. All right. So a three fifty medium size she's, bike. She's a hey, she's a three and a half inch type of woman. Yeah. Okay. She would. She yeah. would. Although right. she would feel four millimeters. Really? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. She would feel four well, around if the or length. <laughs> Probably round. <laughs> Just maybe the there circumference of the handlebar, she would feel that, I think. Okay. Throttle tube might be a little too thin. We've got to wrap this up, Greg. <laughs> okay. I'm, so, I'm just asking for a friend. I feel like we're digging ourselves a hole, and we're not going to get out of it here soon. And, we're, and she's not going to make us dinner tonight. <laughs> we're not going to get out of it because we're going to dig ourselves deeper, yeah. and I'm going to jump in with you, <laughs> and it's not going to be good. Okay. Hey, I... I'm sorry, listeners. I, I 
I took a shot. Yeah, he and tried. He, did, he didn't buy. He spit the bait out. Swings yes. and a miss. <laughs> Swing and a miss. Yes, yeah. All, right. All right. If you have any questions, Chris at KieferInkTesting.com is the place. And if you want to know mechanical, I'm a novice mechanic at best. So Eddie at KieferInkTesting is your is your place. Don't, don't look at the spelling of your email. Just try to read through all that and get to the gist of what he's saying. You know, the pronunciation and the punctuation may not be great, but his answer will be within that paragraph will be good. Yes, uh, it, it's knowledgeable. I mean, yeah, Eddie's a great mechanic. He was a factory mechanic, for Christ's sake. He's that's not, a, a, that's he's not a, a writer. I'm a mechanic. I'm not a writer. Right. He's good with his hands, just not on the keyboard. Yeah. Ooh, how good are you? Oh, but never I, mind. I, I will, we're, uh, digging. we're just keep digging. Yeah. <laughs> It's getting it's getting very uh, tight over here. Yes. Why are you turning I'm red? So, I'm starting to close in. <laughs> my twisted T's kicking in, and it's it's starting to lose my air over Woo! here. Eddie at keyforinktesting.com. Greg is uh, a wussy, and he doesn't want a Kiefer Ink email because then he'll have to work again. So he's out. Yeah, after 33 this years. This is of, it's, so he actually. Yeah. Wor- it's obvious to say he actually worked today because it's 5:40 p.m. We left at 6 a.m. So he's out. He did his one day of work this week. He's yep. out. I'm an old retired. Now you're going to go back and garden and do weeds, feed animals, maybe get yelled at. Maybe. Oh no, no, yeah, the redhead. Yeah, I'll she's going to yell at you. you think? Oh hell yeah, I should put a boot in my ass. Okay. What else? What going to feed the donkey and all the other shit he has over there. Yeah, Eddie, you're going to go beg your wife that you can go ride next week. No, I got to go you work came, on a Yamaha. You came back. <laughs> you're in one piece. You don't yeah. have a broken nose. Yep. We made yeah, it good. through the day. Yeah, we're good. I think it was, we, it was good. We, we're going to live to fight another day here. Yeah, love it. And, uh, it was a good day. It was a good day. Today was a good day. Yes, sir. Uh, thank you for listening to the show and uh, laughing with us, and hopefully you get some knowledge out of these things. And, uh, again, we have an open-door policy here. Please uh, hit us up if you have any questions. Um, if you're a teenager and, you know. So, you you want to waste some oxygen? Yeah. <laughs> and you're a mouth breather. Aiden, at dot com. If you need any uh, mouth breather answers, he's over there for you. A-D-E-N. And we got merch, people. Please buy some merch. I'm staring at it in our closet right now. There's a shit ton in there. I'd love to sell it. I'd love to sell it. You know, Heather at KieferInkTesting.com or just go to the shop over on our website. That helps us out as well. Uh, Gas is awful expensive out here in California. So, uh, you know, helps out in gas money to get us to the track. So, if nothing else, that's what it does. So, uh, Appreciate you guys listening, and don't forget we'll be back next week with another show, some more laughs, and some more knowledge. See you next week.